This is Smart Politics, the first episode of uh, our new podcast, and I'm your host, Anthony Arnold. So Smart Politics is going to uh, evolve over time, but it's going to be a bit different than what you're used to. So this is going to be a storytelling podcast where we present you with ideas, places, people. Maybe you've heard of them. Maybe you haven't. They're going to be throughout time, throughout history. The idea is by telling you these stories, we'll help you learn something about our politics today and make you a little bit smarter about how you think about where we should go from here. For this episode, we're going to be taking a trip into rural America. I'm going to be telling you a story about someone who lives there, what their life might be like, and how they may arrive at the positions they have politically. So the idea here is I want you to put yourself in their shoes and think about how you would feel going through what they have. You're leaving work late as usual when the phone chirps. You shouldn't check it. It's against the law. It's dangerous. But it's just one quick message and you've never had any problem texting and driving. So you weren't really paying attention when the car in front of you slammed on the brakes. You tried to stop, but it was too late. And you ran right into bumper. Hard. After the shock wears off and the information has been exchanged, the pain in your arm becomes a bit more noticeable. So you get a ride to the hospital where an attentive doctor is waiting to help. After a few tests, some scans, and a chat, she writes a prescription for the pain and sends you on your way. That's the end of the story for most of us. But what if it wasn't that easy? What if you couldn't just go to the hospital? Since the passage of the Affordable Care Act in 2010, 119 hospitals have closed across rural America, leaving thousands without access to hospitals. And hundreds more are in danger, putting millions of Americans at risk. As the coronavirus pandemic continues to take its toll on our country and the opioid crisis roars back to life, this potential wave of closures threatens to destroy the last remaining links between rural Americans and the healthcare system. The expansion of Medicaid was supposed to help these communities by reimbursing hospitals for treatment. And in the states that have taken federal money, their hospitals have fared better, but the ACA has also created additional costs for hospitals. And the lack of marketplace competition in these areas has made the overall impact a mixed bag. You wake up the next morning and the arm still hurts. If you had a better job in the city, then maybe you'd consider taking the day off. But out here, jobs are scarce, employers are ruthless, and you don't want to take the risk. So instead, you work hurt. It's not the first time you've done it, and it probably won't be the last. Besides, you're trying to save up enough money to move out of town. It's not that you dislike living here. You enjoy the country, and your friends and family all live here too. All of your memories are here as well. If things were just a little different, a little better, then you'd like to stay. But your town is dying, and it's just a matter of time before it collapses completely. Over one-third of all rural communities are declining in population, and as these communities shrink, the resources they depend on shrink as well. So, as the people leave, their money follows. The problem is, 
that schools, police departments, fire stations, roads, and many other services all depend on taxes, meaning those left behind are stuck in increasingly hopeless situations. You get off work and take a couple of Tylenol to help with the pain. It would be nice if the family doctor was still around, but he died last year and nobody has come to take his place. That's not too surprising though. It's not like young people are in a rush to come live here after all. Won't you save, 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 save me? You go home, eat dinner, and turn on the TV. You flip around a bit trying to find something to watch, but nothing stands out. It's not that all the shows are bad, but they don't seem like they're made for you. So it's another evening of local news. It's not that you believe everything on TV. After all, you aren't that gullible. But they at least seem to be trying. And some of what they say at least sounds like it makes sense. You also want to make sure you're informed because tomorrow is a big day. Of all of the gaps between urban and rural America, the gap in basic understanding may be the largest. People who live in rural America believe that those in the cities don't understand them. And those of us in cities believe rural Americans don't understand us. But, and this is the real kicker, we all believe that we know exactly what everybody else needs. Or to put it another way, everyone should listen to me. It's exceptionally difficult, though, to build a healthy political environment when everybody feels ignored and also believes they have all the answers. It's voting day, and you're voting for Trump. You can't stand the guy personally. He spends too much time on Twitter, he's self-centered, and he lies. A lot. But he's fighting for the things you believe in, and it's not like there are any other options. This might be surprising to hear, but most Republicans don't like Trump personally. Polls show that no subgroup of Republicans like the way he conducts himself, but they do believe that he's fighting for the issues they believe in, which is supposed to be the way that politics work. Voters are choosing the candidate they best believe will work for them, though their choices are pretty limited. You actually can't remember the last time a Democrat candidate bothered visiting. They came around a bit more at one point, but recently that stopped too. It's a shame, because it would be nice to have another real option. But if your choice is between a liar who shows up and a person you've never met, that's not really a choice at all. For a growing share of Americans, elections don't really represent a choice. Gerrymandering has created a situation where an increased percentage of elections have no major party opposition. And with the lack of opposition, there's also no real mechanism for accountability. But it's also created situations where politicians have absolutely no motivation to even try to earn votes from people outside of their base. And so Republicans have largely decided that urban areas are off limits while Democrats have mostly decided the same for rural areas. The only real losers here are voters. It's been three months since the election and things haven't gotten much better. The pain in your arm is now a persistent, dull ache. And you lost your job. Without a car and no bus service, you ended up being late one too many times. 
Fortunately, you were able to find something else pretty quickly. But starting over sucks, and it meant taking a pay cut, which means that your plans to move away have gotten put on hold. Again. 40% of rural Americans report living in counties with no public transportation options available. The challenges of covering a large amount of space with relatively few people makes the financial difficulties of running transportation extremely challenging. At the same time, though, these areas also have populations that tend to be older, worse off economically, and are more likely to have health care problems. Meaning that public transportation is an incredibly important link between people and the services they need, such as jobs and health care. You're really looking forward to this weekend. Last week, you went ahead and used the money you had been saving to buy a car, which wasn't great, but you really needed it. But that also means this weekend you and a friend get to go see some art. Every time you turn on the news, the only thing anybody reports is how bad your life must be. It makes you wonder how many of them have ever bothered coming out here. They might be surprised to know that the arts exist outside of Broadway. After all, your towns have their own histories and stories. It may not be exactly what they're used to, but if they gave it a chance, you bet they'd like it. Normally, when we start to talk about solutions for rural communities, we emphasize solutions that are more traditional. And while that's a part of what's needed, it's only a part. The tradition of arts and creativity in these areas is strong. And in some communities, a renewed focus on the arts has proven to be a great way of not only providing jobs, but also of attracting visitors and tourists, while also providing greater incentives for young people to move in or stay in the first place. More great news. A few jobs have started to come back, and for the first time in a long time, your town is starting to grow again. It's not exactly a tidal wave, but maybe it's the start of something. You feel something like hope building up inside of you. You know it might not last. People have a tendency to come and go around here. But maybe this will be the time when it sticks and your home turns itself around for good. You'd like that. Maybe the most prominent misconception about rural America is that it's nothing but decay and decline. Like everywhere else, these areas and the people in them are more complicated than that. Some areas are suffering and probably won't recover, but others are growing at the same time. Most, however, are transitioning between the two. While we may not be able to save those that are too far gone, it's not too late for most of these areas. Against all the odds, your town's good fortune has continued. The local co-op was finally able to get the high-speed internet going. And with it, more people have started to come. While your town may still lack all the bells and whistles, the newcomers say they like that and are happy to get away from busy city lives. And you've taken advantage of the internet access to enroll in online classes. If you're lucky, you might complete your degree without having to leave which would be nice, because if you can do that, you can start giving back to the place you love so much. When the next election rolls around, you know who you're going to vote for. You still don't like a lot of what he does, but your life really has started to improve recently. The Democrats don't seem like they're willing to work with Trump, so you figure anything good that's happened is because he's been working for you. 
You even heard a rumor that one of the recent arrivals is a doctor, which would be the best news of all because you'd really like somebody to take a look at your arm. That was Smart Politics, a podcast on the Pointcast Network. I hope that you feel a little closer, a little more concerned, and a little more curious about what the person next to you might be going through. Take it easy out there, everybody.